This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. Let's go to work. Turn with me to Matthew, the book of Matthew 7 and 24. That has been our jump-off scripture. And... um, It is very important for us to really get a hold of this because it is helping us to become who we we should be, but it also helps us to identify identify with what is going on in our life because each and every one of us, as we live in this life, uh, will have a storm. Uh, It's inevitable that a storm will come. It's inevitable that you must have wisdom in getting through the storm. Storms, we have decided and understood, was moments, and sometimes they disguise themselves, and you're going to see that tonight. I'm going to talk about uh, certain things that disguise themselves as storms, certain things. I'm going to briefly go into that and uh, show you that there are certain things that come in your life that disguise themselves as storms. And as a believer, it is the will of God. God doesn't want you to be ignorant to the storms that appear in your life. Amen? All right. So Matthew 7, I mean, familiar scripture. Amen. And uh, we're going to read it. Look at it on the screen. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. You know this. You've heard it before. This isn't new to you. It says, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. Now, one of the things that is in the body of Christ, we're really good at hearing. Remember we talked about that? We can be real good at hearing, but not real good at doing. Somebody say amen. It is the will of God for us not only to hear, but to do. All right? I will liken unto him. Now, oh, man, this is something else. Now, saints of God, I want you to see something. That is very important. Uh, Sometimes that we read past this, um, and it it is so important. It says, therefore, whoso heareth these sayings of mine. That is critical in walking it by faith. That is critical through building your faith. Are you listening to me? The reason why we live in a time that whosoever heareth these sayings, sayings of Christ, whatever Christ has been saying, or has said, is not being said anymore. Amen. I was listening to some things today that, uh, who's in the back? Okay. I was listening to some things today that, uh, uh, you know, I was listening to people teach or pe- uh, who was uh, preaching, and I was very disappointed in the fact that I didn't hear any word. I didn't hear no reference to the Bible says or God says or this says. I heard a lot of reference or I might have reference to what somebody else thinks, their opinion. Opinion means nothing unless it lines up with God's word. Somebody say amen. So now let's go back to this scripture again, and you'll see why I'm saying that. It says, therefore, whoso heareth these sayings of mine, if I build my doctrine, if I build my life, listen to me, on my opinion, on somebody else's opinion versus, the, um, versus what God's word says, I'm going to be in trouble. Are y'all listening to me? Amen. The storm, uh, listen to my heart when I'm telling you tonight. 
I want you to understand this. Who, who, who's in the back? We ready in the back? Everybody good? All right. Glory to God. Hey, it happens. Amen. Glory to God. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Amen. I know y'all might be okay. Y'all might be upset, but I ain't upset. Glory to God. Amen. We're just giving them an opportunity to get it straight. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Y'all ready in the back? Maybe we should pray. Y'all pray as a group? Did, you, did, the, did the sound folk and the video folk? All right. So because one thing, the, the fellow that, that we had came in and con- consoled a consultation, gave us a consultation. One of the things he, that he said, this is a ministry. And you have to understand, you got to pray like never before because the enemy could get in to mess you guys up just like, you know what I'm saying? Just anybody else. So every grouping, can I say this? Every grouping that you're in must be led by prayer. Are you with me? If you're the ushers, you shouldn't even hit the floor without praying. Am I I catching everybody? If you're the greeters, man, y'all should be praying before you hit the floor. Before you go and greet, this ain't Walmart. <laughs> Glory to God. Just show up, do your job. Glory to God. We ain't showing up to do a job. We showing up to serve. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Is that good? Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And, and well, did, did I hit everybody? Did I say the ushers? Ushers, the greeters, who else? Children's workers. Amen. Y'all should, y'all should get together before y'all pray. I mean, for y'all even, which come, the four or five of y'all that's going to be teaching on that Sunday, six of y'all, with how many it is, y'all should be getting together and praying. Amen. Does everybody understand? So, you know, because this is ministry. Amen. When this becomes a job, sit down. Man, that's strong, isn't it? That, am I on? You got me on? Amen. Does that make sense to everyone? If it becomes a job to you, you're going to have to sit down because God didn't, you're going to see that before I get past it. God didn't just give you, he put you in the body of Christ to be a blessing and to be effective for, effective in ministry. Somebody say amen. Somebody's life is dependent on you getting it. Hello? So when I serve, I'm serving so that somebody else can be blessed. The whole purpose of God bless, blessing me is blessing me with somebody else in mind. Right. Are you with me? Amen. When I get the word, the word gets in my heart so I can become better, but not only myself so that you can become better. Amen. Does that make sense? Y'all ready to go to work? All right. We're going to rewind. All right. Oh, he already started. Glory to God. All right. Well, God is an awesome God. Amen. Matthew, we had a little periscope. We had a little technical difficulties. We had to get straight, but we straight now. Matthew 7, 24. Matthew 7 and 24. We got to go back to that because there are people who have just joined us now. So even if you have heard me just a few minutes ago, we're going to go back just a little bit. Amen. Let's go to work. Amen. Like I was saying earlier, in life... Every one of us will have a storm. In life, every one of us will have a storm. Tonight, we are really getting to the place where we're looking briefly at how storms are disguised. Because storms come in different forms. Storm comes in different forms. And one of the things is you, as a believer, have to get a little wisdom. I have to get wisdom in dealing with the storm. Somebody say that. I must get wisdom in dealing with the storm. 
If I don't get wisdom in dealing with the storm, I might get taken out by the storm. Somebody say amen. amen. So let's look at what the Bible says, Matthew 7 and 24. Therefore, whosoever, now this is one of the things we were talking about. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. It's very critical that we understand this first part of that, of that scripture, because he's saying, I don't need your opinion. I don't need somebody else's ideas. I need the word of God. Right. Somebody say amen. amen. Say, because it's the word of God that's going to give me life. It's the word of God that's going to give me strength. It's the word of God that's going to help me get to the place where I need to go. It is only that word that's going to help me stand in the times of trouble, in the times of storms. Because as I stand here today and you are a believer, there will be a storm. Okay, let me put it another way. Let me put it this way. It's going to rain on the believers and unbelievers. Can I, can I put it like that? Everybody going to get rained on. But God has given you an umbrella to understand, even though it may rain very hard, even though the flood may come, no matter what comes your way, God has promised you're going to be all right. And see, and that's what I got to get settled in my heart, that no matter what happens in life, I will be all right. Amen. Because God even now, now I got to show you something all through this, that there are going to be moments in life that I have to be able to take advantage of. And when I take advantage of these moments, they will either propel me or I'll go back down to the place that I will not have success. But God has guaranteed success already through every issue, through every problem. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, let's go. Let's go. Matthew 7 says, Again, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and so he said, one, you got to hear what I say. Listen to that. Three things out of this verse. Number one, I got to hear what? What he says. Come on, everybody say, I must, I must hear, hear what he says. What he say it one more time. I must, I must hear, hear what he says. One more time. I must, I must hear, hear what he says. And then he says, hear these sayings of mine. So he says, hearing my, what I'm saying, and one, so within that, he says something else. He says, not only am I saying something, I can talk all day, but if you don't hear me, nothing gets done. Are you with me? So the second part of this is, one, I got to hear. Secondly, I mean, first part is, I'm hearing his saying. Second part is, hear Wait a minute, I got that wrong. I ain't said that the way. The first part is his sayings. That's what I wanted. The second part is my hearing. The third part is my doing. Look what the Bible says. Therefore, whoso heareth these sayings of mine and what? Doeth them. I will what? Liken him unto what? A wise man, which did what? Built his house upon where? A rock. All right, keep going. Watch this because we've got, we got to get into where we got to go. And the rains descended and the floods came. Did y'all notice something? We've said this before. I'll say it to you again. The rains did come. Just because you built it, that didn't say the rains were not going to descend. All right. And the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and, that, and upon that house. And it fell not for it was founded upon where? The rock. Now, one of the things, write this down. Here we go. 
Life is defined. And you might have got this last week, but let's get it again. Life is defined by moments. Moments that are designed to push us towards God and destiny. Moments that are designed to push us towards God and destiny. So every storm that I have, it is not a bad storm. It is not. It is. It's disguised as something. You've got to be able to recognize what has been disguised there and use it for your benefit. Somebody say amen. So life is defined by moments. How I define how I act in these moments will determine where I live, determine my success. I want to put it like this. How I deal with, take this, how I deal with moments in life will determine my success in life. Did you hear what I just said? How I deal with moments in life will determine my success in life. Because everything that comes, every moment that I have may not be a good moment, but how I deal with it will determine how I succeed in life. I am a sum total of decisions that I have made. There are certain decisions that I have made that have not been good, certain decisions that I have made that have been good. And the ones that were not good, I did not end well. Somebody say amen. Isn't God awesome, though? God is so awesome, he puts you back in line, not back in the back of line. Did you hear what I just said? For the believer, God puts you back in line, not in the back of the line. Amen. All you got to do is come to your senses. Come to your senses and say, God, I need you more than anything. I don't, I, I'm tired of messing up. I'm tired of doing this same thing over and over. I want to get this right. Somebody say amen. Amen. How we deal with the moments in our life de- define, watch this again, how I define, I'm saying it, re-saying it again, how I deal with these moments in life will determine my state in life. That means in my marriage, how I deal with moments in my marriage, how I deal with moments in my business how I deal with moments in my career, how I deal with moments in the church will determine, listen to this, will determine how I succeed in life. These moments are when your commitment to God, now we're defining it. What are these moments? These moments are when your commitment to God and the things of God are being tested. When your commitment to God and the things of God are being tested in which your decision will fl- reflect. Remember, I said this. I'm reviewing real quick. When your decision in which your decision will reflect your conviction, your commitment, your character and your courage. Did y'all hear what I just said? When these moments are when your commitment to God and the things of God are being tested in which your decision will reflect your conviction, commitment, character, and courage to God. And we said this last week, you only, you only get promoted when you pass the test. Every last one of you will never get promoted. This is not like... School where they have school now where you 
get to go to the next grade, whether you know anything up there or not. This is a different story with God. God never promotes those who do not pass the test. Amen. Now, write this down. Write these five things down. Moments in time, moments in life are always disguised. Moments in time become disguised. Storms come, pardon me, disguised. Number one, we've been talking about it, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it today, is that storms come disguised or disguised as tests. The first thing we were talking about, they disguise themselves as tests. Now, remember this, tests are designed to get you to grow. When we get tests from God, they are designed to make you to grow. There are two types of tests, tests that come from God and tests that come from the enemy. Amen. We call him Satan. Are you with me? The whole purpose of God is to, one, to bless you. Two things God is doing when, when, when God is allowing things to happen in your life so that you can, he's allowing you, one, to understand this. And I'm going to show you a whole lot more of this. But the basic is to get you on your way is going to show you, one, he's trying to get you to grow. Amen. He wants you to be a blessing. See, because God wants to bless your life, and he understands I can't bless your life until you walk through this thing. Come on, come with me. Come with me. Somebody say amen. amen. And second, thirdly, he wants to also show you. God wants to be able to show you your heart because sometimes there's some things in your heart that need to be eliminated. There's some things that you need to change. Somebody say amen to that. All right. The third, the, now, we also understood that tests come when the enemy is sending tests my way. The whole purpose of the enemy sending the test is to derail my destiny, to get me to make a decision against righteous principles that God has already promised. He's, he's trying to get me to go against God in some type of way. Are y'all listening to me? And if I'm not careful, I'll go against God. And when I go against God, I'm going against righteous principles. And when I go against righteous principles, he's derailing my destiny. Because God has already promised for me to be here, but the enemy is doing everything he can to get me off that point. Now, can I tell you something about that? Is that the enemy doesn't try to get you off the point in a great way. He does that a little bit at a time. You ever notice this? If you start off wrong a little bit and then you keep going down that same road, eventually, by the time you get way down the road, you're off not by a little bit, by a whole lot. And so the enemy is trying to get you. Listen to my heart. He's just trying to get you off a little bit first. Amen. And then let's just keep pulling you off the same way. Amen. Keep getting you off the same way. Amen. And eventually you end up on the side of the road. Are you listening to me? All right. So test is the first way that they come disguised. Secondly, let's keep going. Moments are disguised as problems. Moments are disguised as problems. Problems are unwelcome and an unwelcome situation that must be overcome. It, it becomes also distasteful. Problems become distasteful. It's an unwelcome situation, something that I found myself in. I didn't ask to be in it. I'm in it. Somebody say amen. amen. And this is a moment. These are another moments that are being disguised. Number two or number three is crisis. 
Crisis is a time of, in, of intense difficulty. Crisis has the potential, if you don't understand what's going on, to destroy you. It has the potential to destroy you. Number four is consequences. Consequences, these are all moments that are disguised. Consequences are the effect of something you have done. Consequences are the effect of something you have done. Results of a mistake. But every now you have to understand this. The child of God has to understand this about consequences is that every consequence, if you understand how to get back in line and getting back in line says, I ask God to forgive me. Father, have mercy upon my soul. I've done something that are outside your will of God. I need to get this right. Now, again, remember what I said a little while ago. God puts you back in line, not in the back of the line. See, every Every consequence behind it, after you've made that consequence, I've done something wrong, I'm now trying to get it right, it's an opportunity for a comeback. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said. A consequence sets up a comeback. Are you listening? Now, I shouldn't be looking to get in a consequence, amen, uh, or uh, to have a consequence, but I should, when I'm in that state, I should, I should be able to understand that I now must be at a place to make a comeback. Hunt your neighbor say, I am at the place now to make a comeback. Number five, we're talking about disguises, is cause. Cause is that which lives outside your personal benefit because living outside my personal benefit brings fulfillment. Living outside my personal benefit brings fulfillment. Living outside my personal benefit brings fulfillment. Cause will always establish, watch this, write this down. Cause will always, y'all right? Am I just going too fast? Am I, am I just going straight at you? I think, I think y'all are like, wow, he ain't playing tonight. Is, is that, is that, am, am I warm too? Am I the only one warm? Because it feels like I'm smoking up here. All right. Does it feel like hot? Mm. <laughs> it feels like it's hot. I just feel hot. All right. Calls. C-A-U-S-E. Calls. Calls. You know, when I talk about calls, David said this. David, watch this. David said this. <laughs> you can get me later. All right. David said this. Oh, <laughs> she didn't talk me off. Thought. David said this in the book of uh, Samuel when he was going up against Goliath. You remember Goliath was talking back to him, saying some things to him. And da- David says this. Is there not a cause? He asked. Is there, is there a way, is there a reason for me to be here? Is there a reason not for us to do what we got to do? Are you with me? See, you have been given a purpose and a plan by God to live a certain way. Somebody say amen. amen. Causes does this, three things. Cause will establish, number one, priorities. A cause will establish priorities. A cause will cause preparation. Cause will also deliver passion for you. It will make you passionate. Somebody say amen. 
All right. Look what the Bible says. Y'all ready? Turn with me to the book of Esther 4. The book of Esther 4 and 14. Your relationship with cause, I want you to get this. Your relationship with cause, with the cause, determines your spiritual maturity, and your maturity will determine your success in life. I'll say it again. Your relationship with cause, with the cause, will determine your spiritual maturity, and your maturity will determine your success in life. God wants you successful. But you have to have this cause. Look at this. When Mordecai perceived all that was done, 14, please. Look what he says. Esther 4 and 14 says, For if thou altogether holdest, now watch this. I want you to see something. I want every one of you to look at this. All, although, if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Are you here for such a time as this? The storm that has hit you has hit you for such a time as this. It, and maybe the storm is hitting your life because we already know that you have been called for such a time as this. So because of the storm, it is only there to propel me, not to hurt me. God never allows a storm in your life to hurt you. Are y'all listening to me? God never allows a storm in your life to hurt you. Every storm that comes in your life, you should be using to propel you to the best that God has. Somebody say amen. Turn with me to Ephesians 4 and 1, please. God already knows what he wants you to do, how he wants you to do it. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Anybody getting blessed? All right. Are y'all getting anything? Y'all really quiet? All right, but that's all right. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation. See, you were called wherewith you are what? Called. So God is telling me right away, there's a place that I have for you. Listen to you. Listen to me. There's a place that I have for you. So no matter what comes your way, you're designed to get to this place. Now, there are things that come in my life that will help me get to the place that God desires for me to be. All right, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12, please. 1 Corinthians 12. I have to understand this, that God is designed for me to overcome. As a believer, and one of the things we read last week, that as a believer, I should always be triumphing in him. Somebody say amen. Amen. No, say it again. Amen. Say, as a believer, say this with me. As a believer, as a believer I, should always I should always triumph. triumph. Come on, say it again. Triumph, triumph in, Christ Jesus. in Christ Jesus. There's no reason for you to walk in defeat. Let me say it again. Maybe y- I, y'all didn't hear me. There is no reason to walk in defeat. 
Every believer should have victory. Somebody say amen to that. Victory should mine. I, blessed is he that was overcomes. I have been built to overcome. Amen. I have been built. Say it again. I have been built, I have been built to, overcome. to overcome. There is no weapon that has been formed that can kill you. Now, somebody probably saying, well, there, there are some guns out there that can really do some damage. Glory to God. I'm telling you, when a believer has put his or her faith in God and in God himself, in the word of God, there is nothing that can hurt that believer. Okay. Would you ask, would you say to me tonight, if I ask you tonight, I'm going to ask you two things. Answer me back. Uh, Not trick question. (laughs) When Jesus Christ died on the cross, did he die for all the world to be saved? That ain't no trick question. (laughs) Okay, to help some of y'all out, isn't that what the Bible says? God so loved the world that he did what? Oh, you know the scripture. Glory to God. So I am in the right church. It just seemed a little different earlier. (laughs) It really did. All right, now watch this. I'm going to ask you the same question again. All right, no tricks. Same question. So Jesus Christ died so that all would be saved. Yes. I, I, wait a minute. Some of y'all didn't answer. I told you it was the same question. Right. Yes or no? Yes. Then why is it that everyone is not saved? If, huh? Now, now, now watch this. If, okay, wait a minute, I, I just heard what you just said. Now, if you just said that everybody died, now watch this. I mean, everybody, I mean, Jesus Christ died so that everybody could be saved, but everybody is not saved, you know, because everybody's not going to heaven, even though we, some preachers preach everybody in heaven. Amen. They preach every, you happy. But if that is true, why isn't it? That everyone, again, is not saved. So somebody just said, there's two things I'm hearing. Number one, they didn't believe. But the the first thing I heard was they didn't make the choice. Because they had a free will. They had the opportunity to choose. Well, if he says by his stripes... No, wait a minute. If he says the same thing when it comes to healing, that by his stripes, you are healed. That's what he said. All right. Isn't that what he said? Now, if he says by his stripes, you are healed, then why doesn't healing, why doesn't everybody get healed? Say again. Oh, so doubt. So because can I say it another way? 
you let, let's go answer it the way that we answered the first one, though, because we didn't choose. Are you with me now? Is sickness a, is sickness a storm? All right. So God has given you the ability again to overcome even that storm that comes in your life called sickness. Come on. Now, see, you got to get this because these signs shall follow them who believe. A lot of people aren't te- teaching about signs anymore. And that's why you don't see them. You don't see the signs because a lot of people don't believe in the Holy Spirit anymore. They say they're being led by the spirit of God, but I don't know what they're what spirit they're being led by, because I don't know if you checked. Uh, the longer I've checked, more and more signs have went out of the church. The Bible says, if God says, I still heal, I sent my word to heal them. Then the healing bomb still comes through that word. Somebody say amen. amen. Are y'all listening to me? The healing bomb still comes through that word. Whatever I did on Calvary still counts today. That's what he's telling us today. If I if my blood can cleanse you today, my blood can also heal you today. Somebody say amen. Some of you came in here sick today. You need to start to realize healing is in the blood. Come on, somebody. I got to realize what was done for me. Deliverance. Now, a lot of you came in here with problems. Somebody say amen. Amen. You came in with problems and you need to recognize that deliverance has already came. You don't have to go to a deliverance church. You got to believe that deliverance was done for you on Calvary right here, right now. Every church should be a deliverance church. Oh, oh, no, wait a minute. Every church that believes in Jesus Christ and what he done on Calvary. Are y'all listening to me? See, that's what makes him different than everybody else. Are y'all, you understand what I'm saying? See, because God, no matter, why is he saying that? Because no matter what comes your way, God has, God has already walked out your steps. He's already planned your destiny. And no matter what storm comes your way, if you keep going, Listen to my heart. If you keep going, you'll get through. 